Accused is a Fox anthology series featuring 15 topical stories of crime and punishment. Each episode explores a different crime in a different city with an entirely original cast. On this podcast, we will be reviewing the pilot, Scott's Story, starring Michael Chiklis as the courtroom defendant who discovered his son may be plotting a school shooting. It's January 27th, and you're listening to today's episode. start this episode off with a little game. So one thing that people point out a lot is that in legal dramas, it's usually murder or a robbery or like a normal crime. But there are so many laws out there in so many different states in the United States that are just ridiculous. And I wanted to bring some light to them by sharing a few with you and seeing if you could guess which one wasn't actually true. So all the so so I'm going to give you five different laws that are out there that you cannot break. Or that it's illegal to do and in different them, states. And four of them are true. Or one cities. of them is false. And one of them, yeah. See if you can guess which one's false. Ready? Okay. Okay. Starting with, in North Carolina, dog walkers cannot walk more than four dogs at once. Continuing. In Arizona, donkeys are not allowed to sleep in bathtubs. You can't put your donkey into a bathtub and then lull it to sleep. It's not allowed. I'm more interested in in how these came to be laws, but go on. In Alabama, I wish I had that information. In Alabama, it is illegal to wear a fake mustache that causes laughter in church. (laughs) Okay. And in Los Angeles, that that one would be funny to find out how (laughs) how it came about. Like, who was doing that? I mean, yeah, I know that Alabama. Like, was Bill just being kind of a, a dick and then, like, Phil over there, part of the committee, would like took it too seriously. Right, it was so, like we're gonna. So we've had one: North Carolina, Arizona, Alabama, what and else? then Los Angeles. It's illegal to cry on the witness stand. So all those dramas you see where they're just breaking down in tears, that's illegal in Los Angeles. Can't do that. Uh, huh, okay, that seems like a weird thing to mandate. But in Massachusetts, it's illegal to frighten a pigeon. To, to frighten a pigeon? Yes, like if you're walking across, you everybody's done that, where they were just walking and they see a pigeon in front, and you kind of like. But how scoot can it. you how can you measure that? That makes it's me like think, a twenty dollar fine. It's a twenty dollar fine. Yeah, I'm go, okay. I'm gonna go because the Alabama one, I know they are very church centric. The donkey in a bathtub one, actually, now that I think about it, seems like the most the one that's fake. I'm gonna go with the Arizona one. That is absolutely one hundred percent true. We have donkeys in Arizona, and you cannot put them to sleep in bathrooms okay the one i was going to guess being uh false before was the um the massachusetts one the pigeon one yeah the pigeon one is actually correct as well oh i okay wait, just what is it i don't know it's the north carolina dog walker one it's the most tame out of all of those so <laughs> okay so you can walk more than four dogs at a time i assume so okay yes, yeah i just made that up <laughs> so that's pretty incredible and there's a full like billion of these that i just couldn't get into but like for the sake of the game it was fun now moving on to this episode we got michael chiklis i got a few facts about him again another game can you choose which one is not true okay okay he blamed his hair loss on the play you can't take it with you when he was 20 he was in that and he blames the makeup that they used continually as causing his hair loss i know he's talked about it before all right okay yeah i'm assuming because you watched the shield so you should probably I know some of seven these. seasons yeah great so some of these you can probably weed out yourself 
Auditioning for The Shield actually cost him a chance at being a recurring character on The Wire. That sounds 100% true because I remember I watched like The Shield 2018 reunion where they brought back the whole cast and I think that they were like talking about that like that situation sounds true. Yeah. Only actor, oh he's the only actor of the 2005 Fantastic Four movie uh, who was actually a fan going into it, even imagining playing Ben Grimm, The Thing, as a kid. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is his real-life daughter played his daughter in The Shield. And I have to guess which one of these One is... of these is fake. One of these is fake? Yes. Okay. I would say the daughter one. The daughter one is true. That's the one I thought you might know because <laughs> of the credits. Oh, man. I, it's, I'm at a loss. Okay. These, are, these are hard, yeah. The Fantastic Four one? That's true as well. He even told his brother when he was like 18 years old, if they ever make a movie, I'm going to be the thing. Okay. Which one? What were the two again? What the the other two? two is he blamed his hair loss on a play called You Can't Take It With You when he was 20 years old. And the other one is that he, when he auditioned for The Shield, it actually lost him a chance at a part in The Wire. I will go with the Wire one. The Wire one being false. That is true. Yes, he was. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, oh, you are right, correct right, about right, that. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, he did blame his hair loss on the you can't take it with you. However, I remember listening to an NPR like segment about it. And they had a hair specialist come in saying he probably just wasn't used to seeing his hair. It, like, he didn't notice it because he used to keep his hair long. So once he shaved it for the roll part and it didn't grow back, he probably said, oh, it was the makeup. <laughs> but really, it was just male pattern baldness. Anyways, this show... Uh, accused was originally a BBC show in 2010. I watched, I remember that uh, show because it had Christopher Eccleston in one episode. It was also an anthology series. Um, it had uh, Sean Bean in an episode um, and it had Robert Sheehan from um, uh, Misfits, Misfits and yeah. Umbrella Academy in, in an episode. And it was a different justice system because obviously you're not dealing with the US, but I did like it. I remember it wasn't um, a huge success ratings wise but critically it seemed to do pretty well it went two seasons so that's probably why it was brought over here well actually the person who brought it over here is named howard gordon who may be familiar to you because he was the showrunner and the conceptual artist on a lot of 24 and mm -hmm. so he had a lot of friends in the industry even going into fox however when he pitched homeland afterwards after leaving 24 they they said no so oh, that's okay. why it ended up on Showtime. And originally, he didn't even envision this to be a good um, thing for a broadcast network. But then once they picked it up, he said, okay, well, we, we can do this. Okay. And so this came in right after an NFL game. I think it was the Cowboys versus the 49ers. So the ratings bump. Yeah, I saw that this had actually like an, I saw an article that said it had like 8 million viewer, views, right? Or it had 8.71 million views. But you can't say that the NFL had everything to do with that because the Cowboys got killed that game. Oh, that is so, true. So a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of fans might have tuned out just out of disgust so or maybe you might just be getting a lot of like 49er fans who tuned in if that is in fact the team that beat them i think it is um but before we jump into the rest of like the actual reviews for it i wanted to hear your impressions on the episode and also your comparisons because when i first read this had to do with a school shooting it was supposed to be topical and it was supposed to be like legal centric it reminded me a lot of um bj novak's the premise Right, show. right. And John yeah. Barenthal's episode. Specifically also the second episode. Yeah, that, that's not a bad comparison. I did have The Shield, but that's mostly because of what happens to Big Mac at the end of this episode. Yeah. They ended it off oddly well, a let's lot. call him Scott. Because yeah, that's Scott, his name in the Scott Harmon. He's yeah. a surgeon in this episode. But it ended a lot like The Shield's, <laughs> the Shield's ending. So Take, it was take like, me through it real quick. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Scott Harmon, he's a successful surgeon, um, but he's worried that his son, Devin, who I think is the youngest son that he has, 
does is like kind of psychotic he has <laughs> he has stuff in his notebook that's like a hit list he has people he has like girls pictures from his school that he has like drawn x's over their eyes and i assume he's just stumbled upon the notebook it's not like he's going into his kid's room and reading actually notebook, how he? he finds the notebook which is about 10 minutes in is he is snooping around oh, he's snooping he is around. trying to find it um and then his wife lynn is someone who isn't 100 like okay with devin's action but is definitely someone who's trying to defend them more than uh scott is scott is like he's crazy and lynn at least at the beginning of the episode is like no no no, he's fine so then he's just a normal kid going through some crazy uh, uh hormones and <laughs> right and and i do want to yeah. say that this episode it, it does a front like uh forward flash and backwards flash as well it does flashbacks throughout the the court trial right right yeah so but... we're learning about it while it's kind of like a slumdog millionaire type thing but i'm just going to be describing the back flashes first and then the front flash please do flashes. yes so keep it, keep it sane to start off yeah we have scott Harmon. he's doing a surgery we even see that he has a friend named dr becker that's and uh they're like working on this tumor and then right after they get done with the surgery scott gets a call from lynn his wife and is like look you have to come to the school because devin has now hit a girl and oh, so no. Yeah, so they Not go to the school, and then uh, they're, like, speaking to the principal, and it seems like the principal is either going to suspend or expel Devin, and then Lynn is like, you know what, we're, we're just going to leave. Like, we're just going to leave right now. You're not going to expel my kid. She gets fed up with the, principal, with the principal, even though her kid was the one who did the thing. Yeah, and, yeah. So, and so they take Devin, and they drive back, and it seems like Lynn is going to try to sign him up for, like, a border school or, like, a private school. That's what it was, a private school, and that's, like, kind Charter of the introductory. or something that he has to get shipped away. Yeah, and we see that Devin throughout the episode, he is just, he's like emotionless. He just doesn't care about anything. He's completely closed off. If the only real like emotion we get from him is hate. This sounds a little bit, not exactly, but a little bit like uh, Defending Jacob. Is that the name of the show on? Uh... Is Jacob in that show like just? Uh, he, I mean, he, you're not supposed to know. He is a little closed off, though. Like okay. there's a murder that happens at the beginning of the season. And then you have Chris Evans. This is the Apple TV <laughs> show. And it's like a question of did he do it? Or did he not do it? Is there an actual school shooting that's about to take place in this episode? Well, it's kind of like defending Jacob. We don't know. We know that something is probably going to happen because Scott, he's like looking back at old tapes with Devin in them. And he's seeing that even when he was like eight years old and dressing up like a pirate, his mom like opens up a shoebox and sees that there's a bird that he's killed and died. He <laughs> okay. also like is speaking to it's like Devin. the omen kid. Yeah, he's speaking to Devin early in the morning and the, there's this like neighbor's dog that is barking. And then uh, Devin is saying things like that dog should be put down and that's like after scott was like your other brother alex and alex seems like kind of the good kid he's like been able to find a scholarship to the, the normal kid. yeah yes he's like you know alex is coming back this week maybe you could like speak to him about was it a, all like pushing too much of the message like oh my gosh i get it this guy is supposed to be a little insane and we're supposed to side with the father or i didn't you know what it didn't beat you over the head with it i will say one little con i had is that i didn't think that the person playing devin was terrible at acting but there were times where it's like you know he had to scream or he had to be like really mad about something and it came off a little bit heavy-handed did it remind you at all of like boyhood 
Because I remember <laughs> like... No. No, okay. <laughs> Not in any I'm just trying way, to get but... some comparisons in there. But so, yeah, zoom us ahead to the part where, where like Michael Chiklis does something crazy, where Scott okay, decides to yeah. do something nuts. So they're going to go to this place called, I think it's like Deep Gorge. It's it's this like camping ground because Scott is just really trying to connect with Devin. This family bonding time. Seeing what's going on. Yeah. Um, there was like a quick scene early on where we see that Devin, he's playing this games with the Oculus. So he doesn't know that Scott is listening in on him by speaking to someone named Jax, and I just found that funny because Michael Chiklis and Sons of Anarchy and Jax from Sons of Anarchy, yeah, same name. That's but a jump. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, though, uh, Devin, he's like, yeah, I only have $3,000. I know I need $7,000 more for this thing. And that's what he's saying to Jax. And then he takes off his Oculus, sees that Scott is listening in on him. And then Scott's like, what are you talking about? And, and, and then that's when Devin is like, it's just an investment. And I was like, it's not an investment. Every single person watching this show knew that there was something that was Shady definitely wrong. And was I he do, buying drugs? Was he buying guns? Was he buying? What was he doing? It, 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 it's it, implied. It's there, yeah, it's implied. But the thing is, is that I actually have to say that this show did a good job, especially on a network te television channel, of like actually being pretty disturbing. There were times where I was like, "Oh man, what's going to happen?" Especially in the first half, yeah. I was like, hey, "What? What's Devin planning here?" When they decide to like spend time with Scott and Devin and Deep Gorge, this is when the show started to lose a little bit of steam with me because I found it so crazy what. Uh, Scott was going to do. He was like planning on maybe possibly killing Devin. See, and that's where I also read a uh, part of it. And it's he's a he's a doctor. Yeah. He, he took the Hippocratic oath. Like even if he was thinking I got to stop my kid somehow, that's unethical. It wouldn't be through hurting him. He does speak to Becker early on in the episode, and he's like, you know, sometimes I wish Devin. I have this vision of him dying in a car crash and me getting the call and me being somewhat relieved. But the fact that he was going <laughs> okay, to be going, Scott. yeah, it was it was just so crazy so what does he do so they uh they're just kind of talking and the way that devin uh agrees to go on this camping trip is scott's like i will talk to you about giving you the investment you need the seven thousand dollars scott's and gonna give him the money for it yeah at first it was just kind of a ploy but but seven thousand dollars to a teenager yeah what we, wow. what happens is they're they're like uh what they're on this small trail on this mountain and they're like having to literally clutch the sides of this big rock and i did have to say it came across comical because scott's trying to like grab these straps on devin's backpack to throw him over the edge no. but the way that it was it was shot and just the <laughs> fact that that was how he was planning on doing it i was like what is going on here and if it couldn't get any worse then devin turns around and is like what are you doing yeah <laughs> and, and then scott's just like, i don't know <laughs> Devin just kind of storms off, and that's where we learn that apparently Devin needs $7,000 because he's planning on going on a trip with his friend Jax, mm -hmm. who he was friends with over the internet, and he has this brochure for Iceland. And then Scott is like, yeah, he's looking at it, and he's like, you know what? I I was fine. wrong about my kid. I shouldn't have tried to kill him. <laughs> yeah. That type of thing. Yeah, apparently there was just no hard feelings, even though it was kind of obvious what uh, Scott was trying to do. So he's like, you know what? I'll give you the $7,000. And that this is like the final 10 minutes of the episode. Uh, Scott and him drive home. Everything seems to be going well. Devin even hugs Scott. Lynn comes out. He's he's happier than can be. And Lynn and Scott are just kind of like, oh, you know, everything's good. And Lynn is also is like, they found the dog. 
Turns out that Scott did, or sorry, that Devin did absolutely nothing. And this is the part where I was so like. So I, I, I missed the part where you said the dog died. But yeah, you said no, the dog No, no, because Devin, Devin, like he, he said was, he should be put down. Yeah, Devin I said he should be put down. And there was even a question because there's a missing dog poster. I did okay. not say that. But yeah, it's, it's, so everything is going well. And this is when I was like, what's, what's, what's the What's the shoe? I know there's going to be what's something the, that well, happens. Well, he's on the stand. You've seen the other part yeah. of the episode at this point. Yeah. So you know that he's being accused of what? And in the final, he's being accused of possibly helping with murder because in the final 10 minutes scott sees on the news when he's at work that there's a shooter at devin's school oh and what do you know but it's devin so he's he didn't even... kill his son that's that no. was the big question is whether or not this was all going to be about like him taking the reins killing his son and then being put up on the stand for it and yeah. having to like <laughs> devin <laughs> explain himself devin, or scott drives up and it turns out that devin has already killed some students it kind of went dark and it was very controversial and that's what made me think is this based on a true story like it has to be i feel like that's such a huge thing to throw into well the story. howard uh what, what did i say howard gordon the guy who pitched the show and uh and created homeland he wanted to make a story he had read something about um i think it was like a japanese father who had killed his son because he had found him plotting uh, over the internet to do these knife stabbings and so that's what like kind of drilled in this first episode however it was a hard one for him to write not only because of the content but also because of the commercial breaks they've they've made more commercial breaks since even 24 was on <laughs> air instead of five there's now six so, so having to weave in a narrative that. like you yeah. were talking about and keep it tense and keep and get the audience uh, pulled in before the first one and keep them questioning what's going on and not being too disgusted by it, that's, I guess, pretty hard work. What would you end up giving the full show? And also, you didn't talk too much about the legal side of things. Well, well, no, no I mean, I, I'm not done yet. Go so ahead. he speaks. So Scott speaks to Devin, and the, the there are like police officers around him who are just like just listen to what Devin has to say. And apparently, Devin knew that his dad was trying to kill him when they were on the rocks in the camping trip. He has uh, students that are in the classroom. They're like a ton of hostages, and basically, Devin just goes on this crazy rant talking about how no one really cares for him, and then turns the gun on himself and commits suicide. So Devin is dead yeah you hear the shots over this uh like walkie talkie mm -hmm. and the trial portion of it, it it even starts off the show with uh scott Harmon walking in to, about to go to trial and this person pulling out a gun and being like murder and shooting him but it turns out that it was a paintball gun Weird. so it was, yeah it was crazy <laughs> enough and then uh you kind of throughout the, the episode, next episode actually follows that guy because he gets taken to court for for doing I, that I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but when they're talking about like deep gorge because the defense team is trying to say without the investment that scott made they won't be able to buy the guns so you mean the prosecutors yeah yeah the prosecutor he's yeah the defense yeah, yeah. the prosecutor and they only show the prosecutor side throughout the whole episode they never ever show the defense which i found a little but strange. you see him on the stand i assume no you never see him on the stand oh. they only bring in dr becker his friend and then they bring in Jax, who devin injured when they were doing the school shooting he shot him and now he's in a wheelchair but still in prison mm -hmm. and uh and Jax just completely goes off on scott and is like yeah there's no way we would have been able to have the money uh without without his help so is he found guilty no he's actually found not guilty because even though the judge is like yes it was incredibly negligent for what scott did naive too yeah yeah it, it, there was no motive for him to try like he didn't know that his son was going to do this he was bought in on the Reykjavik trip yes. to iceland yeah 
All right. And so Scott, he leaves. Alex is there. Alex, again, is like the really good kid, mm -hmm. but just completely ignores Scott and then uh, kind of walks away. And the final scene is Scott and Lynn and Lynn being like, I, I was thinking that you might try and kill Devin on the trip and you probably should have. And then it cuts to credits. And the reason why that is, is that shocking to you, it was it was a shocking line and a good way to end it. It was the reason why it reminded me so much of the shield is if you've seen the finale thematically, both shows are very similar as far as Scott's fate and uh, Vic Mackey's. Yes. Fate. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so when I went into this episode, I was thinking, OK, school shooting is going to be dark content. I did a few fact checks to just keep in mind because I know that it is topical like they're talking about. And it's over 300 shooting incidents in school grounds last or on school grounds last year. Wow. Uh, crazy amount. Uh, individuals who commit a school shooting are most likely to obtain a weapon by theft from a family member, but that doesn't seem to be the case here. It seems like they actually just bought them. Yeah. Uh, in 2000, well, how would you do that if, if they're under 18? Anyway, 2017. Jax, uh, Jax, I think, probably was over 18. I ah, assume that's what happened. Okay. In 2017, a study published by American Academy of Pediatrics said that 40% of parents wrongly believe that their children don't know where their gun is stored. Again, not as irrelevant here, but still kind of a shocking figure. And you can kind of understand why they're why they did this one first. It does. It does. Did it leave you wanting more? Uh, yeah, I thought that it was going to be. I thought the second episode sure. was going to revolve around uh, Scott. Yeah, mm -hmm. it kept me guessing as well. And I yeah, I just thought that it was well done. When I saw the promo for this originally on Fox, I didn't know what it was going to be about. But I saw Michael Chiklis and I saw like kind of how goofy he looked. And I was like, what are you doing, man? But no, this was better than I thought it was going to be. So what number would you give it? I would give it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. So see, ever? Yeah. I mean, I think that the acting is well done. It's a questionable story, I think, to kind of try and tell. And there are points where it's like why did they decide to go with this will you watch another episode uh i mean there's I'm, some other crazy guest stars when uh, when the whole series comes out i might skip through uh, different episodes just to see what they were about on cnn accused puts a smart spin on crime with a different trial every week decider said stream it uh hollywood reporter said despite a fresh concept fox's anthology crime drama falls flat so you do get a little bit of back and forth there roger ebert also gave it a slightly negative review saying emotionally manipulative void that's more than slightly mm, yeah. <laughs> and then 7.4 on imdb which is good and a 3.9 out of 5 on google the ratings were good. It seems like it's destined to uh, do pretty well and probably get another season. From everything you said, like the IMDb rating and the Google rating, yeah, I, I agree. I think it definitely that's falls the around stores, there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's all I've got. Anything else you want to add? No, that was about Any it. Any other comparisons you want to throw in there? Hmm, I... Uh... It is a little bit like NCIS where, you know, you do continually see different people bought to the stand and like saying different things. So in that NCIS, you mean like Law and Order? Yes, Law and Order. That's that's why I meant. All right. Yes. But except for that, that's all the comparisons I really have. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye.